You're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast and I'm your host, Talks Aruture. This is episode 64. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast, where we believe the mind is the control center of our lives. Episode 64 is Believe Again, Reclaiming Your Ingenuity. How are you, my dear friend? Hope you've had a great week. Hope your weekend, if you're listening to this on the weekend, is about to get late. I don't know if they still say late or not. I'm seriously dating myself here. (laughs) And if you're listening to this on a Monday, I pray that this episode serves as motivation, inspiration, fuel for the week ahead. What's been happening? What have you been up to? Well, me, I have been hanging out with family. My big cousin turned 70 last weekend and you know how we Nigerians love to party. Well, we had a party and then the following day I attended afternoon tea with a group of amazing women and the icing on the cake, I got to hang out with another set of wonderful cousins of mine, Jimoke and Biola. And so this season has been putting me in a reflective state. So I've been just thinking about people and, you know, I'm thankful for the components of my cousin's life. I'm thankful that her mind is intact, her body is healthy, her spirit is one with God, because to get to 70 and be surrounded by love and well wishes from friends and family is truly priceless. And she looks amazing. Seriously, she could pass for 10, 15 years younger, (laughs) easily. And then there was the cousins, the family members, the aunties, the uncles, the people that I haven't seen in years, loved ones that are special to me, but we just don't see each other, except there is a major family event. And it was really wonderful to have seen them again. One of my cousins, I haven't seen him in over 18 years. And so it was a wonderful family reunion. You see, age gifts us with the insight to value the people that we're blessed to have in our lives, while wisdom tells us to make time for them. And so in the past weekend, your girl has gotten seriously wiser because I got the memo Life is busy, but people are more precious than the busyness that our daily lives justify. So if this is your first time listening, welcome and thank you. And if you've been here once before or you've been listening for some or all of the past 64 episodes, thank you so much for trusting me again and again and again, because words are powerful and I count it a privilege that you'd have me speak into your life for 30 minutes regularly. So I am thankful. I am grateful. I don't take it lightly that you trust me. And if you come to the end of this episode and you've loved it and you think, hmm, I'd like to hang out here some more. Why don't you subscribe and also share it with your network so that we can all grow together 
And really, the sharing, the liking, the comments and all of that stuff helps to elevate the podcast so that it is seen amongst the noise because there must be like millions of podcasts out there. Many of them are insightful and many of them are hmm, okay. <laughs> Living Inside Out is a space where we discuss faith, entrepreneurship and mindset. And my goal is to help you uncover limiting beliefs using my entrepreneurship journey, which is powered by my faith in God. However, you don't need to be a person of faith to listen. And so I welcome you if you have no faith or you are of several faiths. In the previous episode, I took you down memory lane to show you just how easy it is for us to aim for mediocrity and how so many of us confuse mediocrity with contentment. As always, I used examples from my life and I took you to the place I was before the storm hit. Because when we go through a trial that shatters your dream, <laughs> there's a tendency to shrink your goal down to a manageable size. A time comes when you begin to aim for normalcy and not your original dream. Because normalcy or normality, also known as average, is better than suffering. And if you've been listening to my podcast for any length of time, or you're on my mailing list, or you are connected with me on social media, or you're a friend and we chat from time to time or regularly, you'll know about my buzzwords. This is a word, a phrase, or a topic that I'm learning in that season. A season may last one day or one month or even a whole year. And so without any need to explain why, my buzzword in this season has been around the subject of average, mediocrity, the middle ground, settling. And I introduced the topic to you in episode 62, moving on from mediocrity. But the genesis of all of that is in the episode before that, which is finding treasure in dark places. And I went back into the darkest time in my life to uncover the hidden treasure that I may have missed because I was busy scrambling for the exit door. So if you haven't done so yet, I encourage you to put on your big girl panties or your big boy boxers and go all the way back to where you were when you had your biggest dreams before life decimated it into tiny little pieces and then you picked up just one of those pieces and called it a dream. So I was doing some PR for my company this past week and I recalled a gentleman that helped me back in 2008, right in the middle of my storm. His name is Jay Eret. I haven't been in touch with him in however long 2008 was, <laughs> 14 years. And then I went back to my old email account to retrieve our conversation and I found the most precious gems. And so Jay, if you're listening, thank you for being such a blessing. I know we're connected on LinkedIn, but I have not been in touch with you in the longest of time but you were such a blessing to me in that 
very, very dark season, which you probably didn't know that it was that dark for me. And so my email account, I mean, this is a nearly, what, 15, 20-year-old email account. In there, I was a different talks. The talks who wrote my emails to this man was a confident and fearless girl, even though she was in the middle of a storm. Because I hadn't yet accepted that what we were going through was going to go on and on and also have a lasting effect on us. That was my first major episode and I hadn't yet been schooled on the harsh realities of life. And if you're listening for the first time and you're like, what on earth is she talking about? Episodes, storm, dark seasons. Well, go to episode one of Living Inside Out. It's called The Perfect Storm. And it's an introduction to my story. But then the story really does begin at the storm. And so what today's episode is about is about going to the place before the storm hit to discover what I was dreaming about before the storm scattered my dream. <laughs> it was where I learned that bad things happen to good people and that the rain fell on the just and the unjust. Those emails were written by a girl who had not yet experienced fear. Have you heard <laughs> that babies are born with only two fears? The fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. I don't know how anyone came up with that. I don't know how they measured it. I don't know how they figured it out. But now I believe it. Because the fear of failure only began to show up in my life after I had failed and lost everything. The fear of losing it all still visits me once in a while because my experience has managed to set itself up as a legit template for how things will probably play out. And so now when I have that fear, it doesn't seem so ridiculous. I want us to explore not only unearthing germs, but also unearthing the buried traits of our unique personality. You know, the personality traits that allowed us to dream without holding back. The traits we had before we discovered life was tough. I believe that we are equipped to navigate our unique paths. Our personality, culture, upbringing all converge to form traits and abilities that can handle it, whatever it is. But I also believe that we sometimes lose some of those traits when it all gets too much. And my goal today is to help us to reclaim the peculiarities that we buried along with our dreams, however long ago. Okay? Is that okay? So the first trait, courage. Courage is one of those traits that can be difficult to identify because it isn't exactly an emotion and it's not sensual either. Any feeling that we detect when we think we're being courageous is most likely the effect of adrenaline coursing through our veins. The moment you start to face your fears, the moment you even decide you're facing your fears, we get this rush of adrenaline that helps us to propel forward. 
And often we misidentify it and call it courage. When we go through intense challenges, the intensity has the potential to leave an indelible mark so that when you look back, all you see are challenges. I was on the phone last week to my dear friend, Buki. We went to school together. She's one of my confidants. And we were just, you know, catching up and, you know, on each other's journeys. She lives in the United States. I live in the UK. And we don't get to see each other often enough. But going down memory lane and she was complimenting me on my journey so far. And I said, I don't see what you see. As any good friend will, she tried to (laughs) wipe my glasses clean to help me recognize key successes, key moments I've had in my life, in my business. And I just couldn't see what she was saying. But anyway, I got off the phone pondered on our conversation and I reached this conclusion that I had placed such a high value on the difficult situations that I didn't regard my successes. And now I see how the same can occur with the strengths that we exhibited during the storm. The fight for survival becomes overlaid with the strength you displayed in the face of those problems. And so it might be tough to go back to the place you were so glad to have escaped from, but it will bless you to go back and pull out the gems that you buried there. Now, this piece of advice will work if you have made peace with the past. I'm not talking about unresolved issues that can trigger a traumatic response, it will only work if you acknowledge that yours is a rock star story and not one that should be hidden or that you should be ashamed of. And that's not a feeling either, like courage. Courage, it not being a feeling means that you could feel fear and be courageous at the same time. You can be afraid and go through the fear and go through the emotions or whatever it is you're afraid to do and still be courageous because you faced the fear, not because you stopped being afraid. In the same way, your rock star story is not necessarily a story that makes you feel good when you think about your journey until you start to tell it and you start to see the effect it has on other people and how people are encouraged We should all be able to share our stories like winners who lived to tell the tale. Openness and transparency, that's another trait that I'd forgotten about. I wouldn't say that I'm covert today. I'd probably say I practice living authentically. Operative word is practice. (laughs) But transparency with some maturity and wisdom thrown in, that's what I would call authentic living. It is essential to be authentic. It's essential to be transparent because when you do that, the people that have been assigned to come into your life for you to bless them or vice versa will recognize you. They'll only recognize you when you're being you. The disadvantage of being open means that 
If you do that with the wrong person or the wrong people, you'll get into trouble. And so that's where wisdom and maturity come into play. And that's where they will protect you from simply being open and simply being transparent. And so I define authenticity as the practice of living as yourself, not as the version you think the world prefers to see. When you share information from an authentic place, you are sharing only what's necessary. You don't have an ulterior motive. An ulterior motive tries to manipulate the listener or make you feel better, or both. If you've wronged a friend, for example, and you feel some type of way, authenticity will lead you to talk about it because you need a listening ear. Not because you want someone to justify your wrongdoing so you can feel better. Hardship has the potential of making us a little bit suspicious of everyone, a lot of people, and unwilling to be open, which makes it a threat to your authentic self. And so we feel the need to protect what's left of us, and that's understandable. But make sure you do not get robbed of showing up as you, because that's the real gift. Tabitha Brown, love, love, love her. I've made references to her a few times in previous episodes. And recently she put out a video online, pretty much putting every media company on notice that if they want to work with her, they better understand that they will be getting the full package. She will always show up with her God, her accent and her Afro. (laughs) It seemed like she was asked to tone herself down and put on a persona that they felt would speak to their audience. Hmm. I understand the candidness with which she came. Because authenticity is a journey and it costs you. It is painful. It is drenched with tears. And for someone to dare to suggest that you reverse it. (laughs) She said, I'm not going to shift a little bit for your audience. I'm not going to talk a little bit different for your comfort. This is the person I am, she said. This is who God created me to be. And if that ain't enough for you, then you are not for me. (laughs) I feel her. She paid for her freedom and there is no one, no TV show, no network that can match the price that Jesus paid. So keep it moving. I once had someone tell me not to braid my hair because I might turn clients away. I remember this person trying to change me to fit their opinion of what success looked like. And I recall that it made me recoil on the inside. Needless to say, they're no longer in my life. You know why? Because my freedom, like Tabitha's, is not for sale. To learn about living authentically, I will send you to episode three of this podcast where I introduce you to how the concept arrived in my life. My goal is to share authentic stories here 
And I hope that you have seen that as a thread that runs right through all 64 episodes and beyond. Raised expectations. That was another gift I uncovered. You know, when you tell a child that you're going to get them an ice cream, they stand and they wait for it. They expect it. There's a sweet story you may have come across. There had been a drought in this particular city for a very long time. And the pastor announced one day that they needed to pray for rain. And so the church gathers and they prayed for rain. The next day, only one person showed up with an umbrella. It was a child. You see, storms may lead you to lower your expectations so that you don't get disappointed again. In fact, you may toss your entire dream out completely, (laughs) which was birthed in your spirit, and instead pick up a fragment of what's left, a small piece that you can easily believe in because you can see it. In the off chance that you have not listened to the previous episode titled Believing is Seeing, make sure you do. Make sure you listen to it because it is packed with so many gems and one of the most commented on episodes that people have found impactful is episode 63. Disappointment leads us to hang our heads looking down and then our inspiration starts to come from what we can see on that low dimensional space. And so we align our expectations with this lowered reality. But you see, God wants to raise your expectations to meet his promises to you. He doesn't want you to bring it down to meet your current state. So how do we hope again when we feel like there's nothing left to hope for? I'm going to give you three tips. Number one, gratitude. Gratitude solves many a problem. It exposes you to the blessings that abound in your life. Without gratitude, all you're going to see is need, need, and more need, which creates a lack mindset. A lack state of mind is a hole that will never, ever, ever get filled. Never. So you go to bed and you wake up feeling that you're lacking. You go to work and you feel you're lacking. I've done a few episodes on the abundance mindset or cultivating an abundance mindset, but I am not done because abundance also has to do not just with regards to material things or how you see yourselves, your gifts and your ability, but it also has to do with how we see time when we constantly feel like we're running behind like it's not enough for us, whether it's time or space or material things, that's a lack mindset. The second tip is lend a hand because hopelessness lies to you. It tells you that you have nothing to offer. It says you can't even help yourself. How can you help others? And it places you in the position of a recipient and not a giver. There's a scripture that says it's more blessed to give than to receive. Well, because if you give, you're blessing people. (laughs) You're the blesser. You're not the one in need. 
And it's not to say that people who receive are perpetually in need, but we all have needs from time to time. But you don't want to be perpetually in need and be a receiver. You also want to be able to give. We can reverse this role by giving, quite simply. Give of your time. Be a listening ear to someone. Give of your material things. Help someone else in need. I remember reading a story somewhere. I think it was a true story. I really can't remember. But a woman who was really, really poor, her neighbor had done something for her or helped her do something. And she came and gave like a few bananas or fruit or something to her neighbor. And the neighbor was like, oh, no, no, no. You know, it's fine. You keep it. But then very quickly, she recognized something in the woman's eyes. And it was a desperation to have a sense of pride. She was clutching at something to help her see herself as a giver. And so this wise woman accepted the gifts and gave her even more opportunities to give to her. Because giving energizes you and empowers you and flips the script. It turns you from recipient to giver. So be a listening ear to someone, help someone in need. I refer to the series again that I did on the Abundance Mindset. It is episodes 48, 49 and 50. Abundance is a state of mind. It is not defined by the measure of what you have, particularly physical things. It's not about that. There's a saying that Tony Robbins says. He says, energy flows where attention goes. If you place your attention on your need, whether it is a need for love or career or meaning in life or finances, your energy will be spent meditating on and cultivating that need. It's like picking at a scab from a wound and not allowing it to heal. Finally, meditate on truth. I'm a Christian and I believe the Bible is truth. I believe Jesus is the truth. So I meditate on the things that he says. You may not believe in God, but there is something that speaks to the core of who you are. You know, when you happen on a sentence or teaching that resonates so deeply with you and it lifts your spirits, like the fact that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, or that you were created for a divine purpose, there is more to you and there is more to life than what you can see. Those are examples of truths that are universal and stand regardless of your religious beliefs. And so I want to offer them to you to meditate upon. We are in September and I will be running a couple of courses around the subject of mindset. And so I've actually pushed back these courses to start in October as opposed to this month. The first one is Get Unstuck. It's a mindset mentoring program which will run for three months and that now runs in October. The links are in the show notes. And the second one is Finish Strong, your foundation for starting 2023 well. All details are in the show notes as well as on my website talksarotere.com under work with me 
And if this episode has inspired you, i.e. led you to do some thinking, make some new decisions and even better act on what you now know to be true, you can be inspired further by subscribing and also head into youtube.com forward slash talks to watch and subscribe to my show, Living Inside Out. I would love to connect with you on social where I also share inspirational tidbits on entrepreneurship and faith and mindset. But let's stay in touch. Let's hang out. It's at Talks Arotere on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Let's hang out at Living Inside Out. Thank you for listening and I look forward to chatting with you. Have a wonderful rest of the week.